0: I do want to focus more on it. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the See Where It Goes podcast. And your guess is as good as ours as to where this is going to go today because I don't have any notes and neither does Brian. So we are a little bit tired this morning because we went out last night and got a little bit drunk
1: uh speak for yourself
0: so but we didn't drive
1: we didn't drive we got an uber an uber xl which is a bit more money but you can fit more people because we brought the kids and our niece
0: because we want them to get drunk too (coughs) no No,
1: that's a a joke
0: that's a joke
1: we went to the dakota east side and we saw tommy t and the 210s 210 is the san antonio area code and tommy t is married to my friend and colleague at work pam ross Mm -hmm. and um you had never heard tommy before
0: no, it was really good.
1: And like, um, you got like, as soon as he started, you were like, Woo! I was, which, which was fun. You, you know.
0: <laughs> well, he was playing Sweet Child of Mine. I love that song. See, I don't think song. he was.
1: I don't think that's what he opened with. They were, as I, a I preamble, they, they started with that.
0: Well, why does that matter to you?
1: Because I, I can't remember the song, but I know it wasn't that.
0: But, okay, Sweet Child of Mine was the first full song they played.
1: He never sang on that, though.
0: Yes, he did.
1: He sang Sweet Child of yes, Mine. Yes, he did sang he?
0: Sweet Child of Mine. Yes, he did. I At don't... first, he was playing it. They right. had like a pretty and that's good the opening intro. Song.
1: Okay, well, I guess I missed it.
0: Right, but I wonder why does it matter? We obviously, in our minds, you have one song as the opening song, and I have that one as the opening. Well, because I'd
1: love to know the song because I'd recognize it, but I'd love to know what uh, what it was about the song that really got you.
0: Well, because it's "Sweet Child of Mine."
1: Well, again, what I, is I, there
0: I get... to get? It's no, a I, I, again, I, I
1: think it wasn't that. But anyway. I digress. It's
0: a great song.
1: No, it is a great song. I just would have remembered if it was that because there's a big well, guitar don't solo. Why do you ask Tommy? Well, was number and
0: Pam and I'll ask, ask Pam. Finn because Finn's Finn was across from me, and she mouthed to me, "Mom is that sweet child of mine?" And I said, "Yeah," and I was singing it because Chris yeah. and Sean, yeah, we were listening and we're like, "What is that song?" And I'm like, "I know this song," and then I started singing the verse right. to it. Okay,
1: so here's here's my theory. You were singing, but no one else was singing that song. Because I think he did it as a preamble.
0: No, he sang it.
1: He sang it. You heard him say, She's Got It by Banner He was singing that?
0: Yeah, he started singing it. Okay.
1: Well, I'm pretty know, sure, me, unless I'm crazy. I don't know. Pam, if you're listening, could you just text me, please? I don't know if Pam listens, but. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. Anyway. It's
0: so weird that we would argue about this.
1: I'm not arguing. Were I'm you, just...
0: Had you gone into the restaurant?
1: No, no. I was definitely there. I was sitting listening sean was behind me and um yeah and uh he started and it sounded great and he and his vocals sounded great and he just they just kind of hit it hard on that first song so
0: yeah well in my my recollection of yeah. the evening okay. is that it was sweet child of mine
1: okay i'm gonna text her right now i think and, we can get uh, the answer before uh yeah before and the, i because i love
0: that song well
1: would you mind asking Tommy what song he opened with last night, question mark?
0: Because before that, they were playing snippets of songs. And they were playing things I didn't even recognize. So, but uh, Chris asked me, she said, is this the first song? Yeah. And I said, yes, because in my mind, they hadn't played a full song up until they started playing that song. Yeah. Now, whether in their mind they considered that song a preamble or the opening song, who knows? Only they would know that.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so um, here's the other thing about that place. Um, as soon as they poured me, it was an Irish red beer I got. And as soon uh-huh. as they poured it, it was a plastic cup, but it was massive. Like, it was bigger than an American I know, pint. I yeah. think it was bigger than the Imperial pint. It was huge. Like I a had big two beers, goblet.
0: but I think it was yeah, probably sure. the equivalent of three beers. That's why I got so yeah. wasted. Because I think that was
1: Ah Okay. Hard to handle by the Black Crows. I I never heard hard to handle. Because I turned to Sean and said, Is that counting crows? And he said, No, it's he checked it out. And um and it was uh So I
0: must have been inside during Hard to Handle because I never heard that song last night.
1: Anyway. Did he sing
0: Hard to Handle?
1: He did, yeah, because okay. I recognize the song. And um, I'm, not, I'm not saying ha because I'm right. Like, I, I know it seems like it's about me being right. It's about me being irritated. I couldn't remember the song, you know?
0: Well, here's the deal, is I never heard Hard to Handle. You it's didn't? really weird. You never heard Sweet Child of Mine. and yeah, Hey, but- be, be,
1: be. that's what he opened up. And the preamble of Sweet Child of Mine. Should we start over again? Because all we did was argue about the opening song well, okay. for five minutes.
0: Okay, here, okay. listen. Here, what? We're okay, it's a preamble, which is the first song, no, would be Excuse me. A preamble's
1: not the first song.
0: Okay, how am I supposed to know what a first song is if it's a first song in Tommy's mind? How would I know that that's a he considers oh, that a why. preamble song?
1: Because the band was playing the instrumental of Sweet Child of Mine. I know. Well, he was walking around getting stuff prepared. And then
0: But not the, when he was not No, the
1: first song he actually sang was was that one.
0: Oh my god.
1: Oh, was let me let me let me ask her another question. Um,
0: (laughs) Oh God! Hey, did Tommy
1: ever actually sing "Sweet Child of Mine"? Question mark. It's a point of contention this morning.
2: (laughs) Oh my lord! Okay, why does
1: Do you ever prop notice with Siri? She can never.
0: Oh my God! She can
1: never get it right. I said he did tell me ever actually sing.
0: Right. That's what she thought I said. Siri.
1: Um, Okay, let's let's get past this now. Uh, Although. So is it is? It, let me ask you a question, listener.
0: Well, wouldn't a Do preamble just be song wrong? be the first song?
1: No, it wouldn't yes, be. Yes,
0: it would be. Okay, hang on. To me, it would be the first song, right? Yeah. And then to Tommy, it would be considered a preamble song. And folks, here's a married couple of 22 yeah. years arguing over semantics.
1: Yeah, no, but it's a... And uh, it's, a, it's
0: a worthless argument that we're having. No, no, it's not. Because it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. So, honey, you are right.
1: No, it's not about you me being 100% right. I'm 100
0: right. Saying. <laughs> and I hope you feel good in your rightness this morning. Do but you do... feel good?
1: No, I don't. you be right? Does it well, feel good to you? I'm not right. You're just, you're just pretending I'm right so we can move on. I can see. I know.
0: No, but well, that's what they say. That's what they say to do is the best thing. You just give to your partner. Who's they? Well, I found this new podcast, which yeah. is really good, and it's called Double Date. Yeah. And it's with Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue yeah and they've been married i think 40 years and their podcast they interview other couples who have also been married like over like probably like over 25 years yeah um and so i listen to them interview like jesse jackson and his wife jimmy carter and his wife and ted danson and mary Yeah. But like listening to all these couples and like they ask them questions like, what do you, like what makes a marriage work or how do you, uh, like how do you argue or do you argue or these types of things? And so many of the couples are like, yeah, you just, the argument shouldn't matter anymore. Like arguing over silly things like we just did. But this wasn't
1: really an argument, was it?
0: Well, no, it wasn't really an argument.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's like, why, as people, do we find it so important?
2: Yeah, yeah, that to felt like that felt like a right playful argument.
0: About, right, it wasn't a serious argument. Right. But still.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it big, What, what they, what's the answer? What they say?
0: Basically, you just like you just don't you just choose not even to argue because right, at right. the end of the day, these kinds of things they just don't matter.
1: Now you've claimed that over the last few months, I've been more like a bulldog, trying to hold my position.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: What do you think that is?
0: Well, my theory is it's the medication you take.
1: So I started taking SSRIs in late January, and um, which yeah,
0: because you were a bit bulldogish about this today. It's like
1: selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Why would you, so, you, you want to
0: hold on so much to this song thing?
1: Because oh, technically, but, we're <clears throat>
0: both right. Right? Um, "Sweet Child of Mine" was the first song.
1: No, I don't agree
0: come on <laughs> yeah. it was the first song and then the official so you, first song was
1: yeah well you can't have a first song and then an official oh first song oh my
0: god
1: how can you have a you first can't. song and an official first song i'm just saying
0: because as a the audience member how would you know what is the first song the first freaking song was sweet child of mine but why won't you just admit that
1: because <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's the pre the preamble right the musical preamble to warm up the show and let, let people know oh that, that hang on that things are about to start is a preamble song. If he had sang on sweet child of mine that would have been the first song. I never I'm pretty heard him. sure he did. He never I don't think he ever did. That's the question okay, we have I'm to get answered. I'm
0: going to text answer. Chris right now and ask him. I'm
1: going to text Pam. Okay. Are we, we going to do it right now? Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Well, my unfortunately favorite. I can't speak into the um So, uh now the, the advantage I have is is what? Pam's actually responding right now to ow, the text. Ow, ow Did ow, Tommy actually sing on... Now, listen, I'd imagine people are fast-forwarding faster. On,
0: no, I think they probably think it's funny because they probably fight with their spouses oh, like this. Yeah.
1: Or was it a instrumental... instrumental uh, oh my god Brian pre- you know how
0: stupid this is yes you know but, Brian okay, you're we're done. so right you are right you are right you are right you can have it you can have the argument it's yours take it <laughs> okay. and shove it down your throat
1: what do y'all test off of that you you're so okay so let's go back to white oh my god so you think this is a new behavior of mine right is it you think this is a new behavior of mine holding my ground
0: well, it's not that you haven't hold, held your no, ground ha- in the past. No, I have. No, noticed now it too. You're like a a bulldog. You're just like nuts.
1: Well, I think in the past it was like, oh, it's not worth it, and now it's like, oh, it's worth it because I think she's wrong, and I and uh, I don't think I don't well, think why you're is good it about so important. It's not because to you. I don't think you're good about admitting you're wrong personally. Are you? I just
0: admitted I was wrong, but when? you won't admit, you admit your, that we, technically. But well. you won't admit that technically Sweet Child of Mine was the first recognizable song of the set.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: That's all I'm trying to ask you to say is Wh- that I would...
1: What I'm saying is... I
0: thought it was the first song. This is the first song that I heard.
1: Got it. What I'm saying is... I was like,
0: is, oh, they're starting now.
1: He never sang. You're, he never... Tommy never sang on that song. Do you, you remember him singing...
0: Honey, I the, don't know. There's... I'd had one of those giant beers. Well, that, that's what it comes down to. I was already to. through one whole giant beer.
1: Okay. Mostly instrumental. Tommy doesn't... Mostly instrumental. Tommy doesn't know all the words.
0: Okay, there you go. He sang. I remember him singing.
1: Okay, so we're both right. So he, So I don't remember him singing at all, but she's making it sound like he, he might have sang on some of it.
0: He did.
1: Let me just call her. No, I'm kidding
0: oh my gosh okay and this is why people get divorced
1: what are you talking about if
0: they can't make it through these if they argue like this their whole marriage
1: could you imagine Judge Judy saying no what was the argument about
0: oh my gosh
1: well we had to see this so 12 minutes now we've been arguing about this okay let's break down the argument so dumb Let's, let's remove the ban from last night why were we stuck in the ground on that one
0: well, I think because we both thought we were we had a valid point. And we both had different memories of the night.
1: Well, you know, part, here's the other thing. I was three quarters of the way through that Irish Red and I could feel it. Me too. By the time he started. Me too. So were you. So you have to admit that neither of us had a really clear shot of the truth.
0: Exactly. Plus, you remember a whole song I don't even remember hearing.
1: Which song's that? The Crows? The-
0: yeah, I must have gone to the bathroom because oh, I went you could to the have. bathroom. So
1: okay, got it, got it. And
0: I didn't hear that song at all.
1: Right. Oh. Okay. See, I thought it was the crow. What do you call them again? The not counting the, crows. No, no, the other crows. Black crows. Black crows. black crows. I thought it was the black crows. One that you went woo.
0: Nope. It wasn't. No, I, that song I don't like. Yeah. That's not a song that I would woo over. Really. Other than I don't scene. think you're wooing
1: over that. I think you're wooing on the force of the well, song. How do you
0: know? Are you gonna tell me what I think?
1: I'm gonna. T- I was a witness at the at the scene, and I was sitting there. And as soon as he hit the mic and the guitars went, you went woo. And I don't think it was on Sweet Child of Mine. I think it was on the Black Crow song.
0: Oh my! You're gosh, looking at it, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> really? You. <laughs>
1: oh well. Oh okay, my now. gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, uh, what, what, what should wanna... we what what should we label this part of the show?
0: I don't know. Stupid argument. Okay. Stupid. Let's So that was Tommy T
1: and the Two Tens in San Antonio. But make it was sh- fun. Make sure it you was check such him out. a fun night. Such a fun night. It we was. We had a
0: blast, and the kids went with us, all except for Callum. Yeah. And then our friends Jessie met us out, and with her niece and nephew. Who do you were... think it's
1: okay for us to? Say about who everyone who was there, like give their whereabouts and stuff. Probably Is that not an invasion of privacy.
0: Probably not. So we'll just leave it at our friends met us out. Yeah, and we had fun. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good time. It was a really nice evening. It was a I very really nice enjoyed evening. Yeah. and then the food was really good well, too well
1: I, I got that barbecue brisket which wasn't oh you didn't like that? Nah, Not really no the, oh um, okay the, but other than that I probably should have just picked something else other than that very nice place though like it's, it's got oh, a nice it's internal nice. Again, it's the very Dakota nice. east side and uh, they but the way they have it's a small house right uh-huh. it looks like on the corner yeah which I love that as a bar but they out, the way they've done the outside seating is like most of our stuff is outside seating mm-hmm. which um, is a big reason why i think the businesses did okay here through covid was a lot of them are designed for outside seating right okay
0: and it's hot here
1: and it's hot here okay
0: yeah so brian how was your week do Do you have anything you want to talk about
1: yeah should we talk about why we argue like that or no Or should we move on
0: if you want to i'm open to talking about that
1: maybe later My week was okay. It was, um, I had a, I've been kind of losing some steam as a coach and losing my fire, if Mm -hmm. you will, because I'm in a class and I was really on fire for that, if you will, and reading all the stuff. And then I just lost interest and I feel like I've lost interest in a lot of things. And uh, I was trying to figure like, how do I get that fire back? Yeah. And uh, my coaching sensei said, trying to get that flame back is like trying to get the toothpaste you've already put out back in the the thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and then I had a dream that I said these words about myself out loud. And I could what feel, words? I don't even, that's the thing I couldn't remember. I felt some, you're looking at me like you're still mad at me from the, are you?
0: Mm, I don't okay. think so, no. You sure, really?
1: Your, your eyes say a different story. Well, you know why? Yeah.
0: Because you're, you like, uh, <clears throat> you said, well, we shouldn't, when I mentioned someone's name and then you said not to mention their name. Yeah. And that maybe we shouldn't mention people's names, but then you had already mentioned people's names on the podcast.
1: Just now, on, just but, now, but that's today. different. it was uh, he was he was the headliner of the show, so people no, knew. No, and he then was you there.
0: mentioned his wife's name.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, well, she was there. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird.
0: No, but I was just I was just thinking to myself. Oh,
1: it's okay for you to mention names. I see. That's you know what it is. It's a weird. Here's here's the way my brain works. It's a weird Irish thing. Probably it's probably Irish. What if somebody who was there last night? <laughs> I don't know if this is a serious thought. What if somebody who was there last night told somebody I'm not even gonna Okay, I'm just gonna finish the thought. It's so ridiculous. And I don't even I don't even know if I had this real thought. Just somebody's listening to this podcast. Uh-huh. And they happen to bump into somebody we were witnessing, hey, I heard you're at this show. Oh, how'd you know I was at the show? Well, I was listening to I'm one of the Seven listeners of Brian and Bridget's podcast and uh, they said you're at the show. Okay. And you told me you were sick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Is that weird?
0: Yeah, that's weird.
1: Okay, so I had this dream. <clears> that I said these words and um, they I it feel like some, I don't know, just some heat inside my, my chest and then it went out, uh-huh. out to my feet and my arms. And, but I couldn't remember what the words were I said.
0: Huh. But were, they, I, were they comforting words? Yeah, they were
1: strong words that kind <clears> of <throat> were true about me, specifically true about me as a coach. Yeah. And um, I was bothered that I couldn't catch whatever the flame was. Right. But going back to that guy's point, I, I came to this realization that I don't have to catch that flame, even that flame of truth that was in the... Um, that was in the dream. I don't have to remember mm-hmm. it. I've got it. What was the mm-hmm. source of the flame? And I realized the source mm. of the flame is writing. So I stopped writing.
0: Oh, I, so you, you've you stopped writing over the past couple of months. I have. And oh, I think okay.
1: that's, I can connect that back to the loss of the flame. Yeah. Because I think my pen is like a um chisel, mm-hmm. that it might, not a chisel, whatever a miner uses, a pick. Yeah. So if you're mining something and you get gold, or I don't, I don't think there's any place you mine where you get fire, but I don't know. But if you were to have a, if you were to be a miner, I think you miner, get
0: fire if you mine yourself.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's the realization I came from. It's not about yeah. catching the flame because there'll be different flames for different seasons. It's about what's, how do you mine yourself? Right. And how I might mine myself is through my pen. Right. It's the most effective thing I can. I find. I think that's really walk. true because yeah. I.
0: I read that book. I got that book called One, uh, How to Write One Song by Jeff Tweedy. Oh, I want to know. But
1: yeah, I want to read that.
0: And, <clears throat> you know, I write songs every now and then. And anyway, I heard him on a podcast and it sounded very interesting. So I was reading it and I ended up writing two poems that that same week. And yeah. I thought they were both really good. And they were very... Like, I know a lot of this stuff was inside of me, but... It definitely like it. Came, all this stuff came out of me, and um, and I do feel like writing. Like I don't really consider myself a writer, but I think writing is very therapeutic, and it does bring out things in you and like a fire um, in yeah. me and everything. And um, yeah, exposes exposes things that maybe you don't even know are inside.
1: So last night I was talking to Sean, whose last name I won't mention in case he mm-hmm. told friends he was somewhere else.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that was a joke. I know. Apparently not a funny one. He mentioned um, that you and Chris, whose last name I won't mention, were talking about a songwriting thing. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised to hear it. No, no, that's, that's not it. I got the story wrong. We were supposed to do that show on Facebook. We went over right, there, right, on their back porch, and we yeah. we practiced for hours, only to realize we were all going to be sharing a mic, and that was dangerous for COVID. So we right. canceled it. So we're thinking of redoing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I I was kind of like, well, I was wasn't sure if you'd want to do it because of you because I feel like you said you put singing aside. You're done. You're an artist, but then but then you're writing again. So no, I, I like I the
0: writing aspect. I'm yeah. just not. I have no desire to sing. Yeah. At
1: all. It's a pity though, because you've got a great voice.
0: Well, thank you. you but do. it's not what, it's not, yeah, it's not anything that I, it feels more like a chore to sing.
1: Here's why I think that, here, here's why I think that is. So my singing started in, I don't know where it started, it started with uh, Milky Way, under the Milky Way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then a lot of my singing was influenced by Al and Paul and Bill, so my brother Bill, the three of the four of us would sing in the upstairs apartment mm-hmm. in the 90s. But a lot of, uh, I would listen to a lot of, I would be in a lot of Irish, so anyway, my, my, I feel like my singing was born in the Irish folk yeah. music, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going, I'm going, and then, and then I became a worship leader at church mm-hmm. and sang these songs that, um,
0: were usually bad.
1: Yeah. Right, looking back at you. Anyway, so, um, but now I'm going back to the, to the roots. Mm-hmm. I think all your singing has roots in first the Pentecostal yeah. songs.
0: Which that's music is like voodoo. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. But let me get back. You can get back to that in a minute. We can get yeah. there. That or then the worship music. But I think all of your singing is connected to religion, mm-hmm. which you're trying to decouple from. And I think you need to find a different genre. Of oh, your singing, does that make sense? Because I think yeah, so much of your I, song I think is attached there. Yeah, you're making
0: a very valid point. Yeah, that I've never been, I've never done that, done singing or songwriting apart from, yeah. being linked to some type of religion.
1: Because the thing is, when you mm-hmm. but when you do mm-hmm. sing Southern gospel, it sounds really good.
0: Right, but you know it's. That music is eerie to me. Right.
1: So then here's the question. What What about country music? Could you attach your voice to, I don't really, to country music?
0: I don't... Okay, I probably would sound really good as a country artist. You would, yeah. But country is not my... Right. I mean, I love country music. Yeah. But I don't know if I would want to sing that style... So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely, I want to hire a producer to record a couple of songs.
1: He lives down the hallway.
0: Well, he doesn't, he's not interested. I don't think he's oh. interested in helping me. Really? But anyway, I put, I've asked a friend of mine. She knows several producers. Yeah. So I'm trying to find a producer. Not, and, and I'm not doing this because I want to sing the song. I just want to record it. Yeah. But I want to record it in a style that is a little bit country. Yeah. But is not super country yeah I want it to be like kind of like Miley Cyrus's new album where it's kind of like rock pop country kind of like all mixed together yeah um, yeah but yeah I just need to find a producer because I love electronic stuff too
1: yeah I mean because you I just think it's a way of reimagining I mean people do it all the time like you too kind of reimagine their sound yeah because i think they would have died other if they hadn't
0: yeah
1: and um taylor swift who i thought she sounded great we saw her when she was 16 Mm -hmm. she was singing country music and she sounded great but that just wasn't that didn't work for her so she had to reimagine her sound and she did it so i think you need to decouple from what your voice from what is bothering you and and attach it to something else that's my that's my challenge you can ignore it
0: well, I mean, there could be something there. I'm not saying that I never would want to sing again, but yeah. at this point in time, I'm not... I have no interest.
1: What are you doing at 7 o'clock tonight or 7.30? Do you have any plans?
0: I think we'll still be... We might still be at the pool or like, we'll be home.
1: If you get back... So I'm at 7, Callum and I are going to... He's my producer. I hope he's home. We're oh, doing, so doing we'll a, have to be home. We're doing a little... You don't have to be But What are you doing? Doing a live... Uh, my cousin Joe asked me to sing a few oh, songs. so okay. But I open the bar to anyone who wants to come. Yeah. Come by. Virtual bar. Yeah. Facebook. So, um, but, what um, was my point there? What if you sang one song, Angel of Montgomery by John Prine? Because you sound really good on that. I uh, might. I'll think it. about it.
0: I'll think about, think about it. it. Oh, well, that's
1: good. I thought it would be a straight no.
0: Well, no. I mean, I'd, but I yeah. would just be doing it for you.
1: Well, no, don't do it for me. Don't, don't. Well, true, be
0: singers. People who really want to sing, like they want to sing all the time, like that's their thing.
1: I don't know though, you, and that's not me. I don't know if that's true. <clears throat> like I, I
0: want to paint.
1: I get it, but like I was like I want to write, but I don't write. I want to sing, but I don't sing. I was talking to Chris last night. She's a singer. Mm-hmm. She hasn't sang in a few weeks. Some <coughs> it just, is it really feasible as an artist? You're just always wanting to do. I don't think you are always wanting to do your art. I yeah. think you have right. To... Not
0: all. I don't mean like twenty four seven, but
1: I think Ernest Hemingway said if when you wake up feeling like you want to write take an aspirin and go back to bed i think he said that i think his point is you, you, you it's not about wanting to as as an artist you just have to discipline yourself to do right. the craft right you which do. is something i lack
0: yeah but you've been very you go through periods of being very very disciplined
1: but i also do I? think yeah. yeah you
0: do and i think also there's there's a lot of good that can come from resting too right because i think as an artist we take in things from the world yeah like i if i'm looking at paintings i'm reading books i'm listening to music listening to podcasts yeah i'm having experiences like going to listen to live music which we've done twice lately which we haven't done in for and almost never
1: do you think that that does feed um
0: it feeds you yeah it does and then when you're resting it's like resting land right yeah say like you've been growing on the same tract of land for a while and you let it lie fallow or right. whatever oh, the word yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And it in that time when it's resting. Okay. Interesting. All these brand new nutrients began to uh grow. Yeah. In there. Yeah. And then when you go back, oh, what's here? Huh. Like there was I was listening to uh Jane Fonda. Yeah. I think I mentioned this already, but she talked about the fertile void. Hmm. And she talked about There's, when there is a space, when there's a new space, we don't know what's in the space. We don't know what's in that place, but we walk into it anyway. And I think, well, I'm kind of marrying these two thoughts together, but they're very similar. That when you, either when you rest, a place of rest or a place of unknown, okay, they both look like there's nothing there. But when you walk back into them or walk into some place for the first time, you find out there's all this really cool stuff there. Mm. And as an artist, then you get to take it out and then you find out what that new thing is. Maybe it's a new, maybe it's a new way to write a song or a new way to sing a song or a new style of painting you want to do. Yeah. But the, I think the void and the resting time, is key for an artist. I think you're right. You know, or like sleeping. When you're sleeping, like that thing that happened in your dream. Yeah. That's a very artist type thing, I think. Yeah. You know, it's like you're trying to like... Your subconscious mind is trying to like inform you of something. Yeah. You know?
1: And the thing is, I couldn't... It was, but it all played together. Mm-hmm. It all... It all it was a sequence of things that were going on where... the I call my coaching sensei. Yeah. Where he... Because I was talking about the fire and, and getting the fire again from outside. Yeah. And he challenged me. He goes, I'm challenging you. You're saying the fire is coming from the outside. Yeah. Which... Um, anyway, I don't want to get into that theological reason why I said that. But um, he challenged me that the fire was in there. Mm-hmm. And then... So it was it was that challenged mixed with the uh, uh with uh another is this related or not um another coach in the forum she she is a great compassion and she felt bad. she I think she felt that the sensei was being hard on me okay and I responded to her and said he wasn't I said because yeah. I, said, I, said, I I received it how he meant like it was a challenge he was pressing right. me but it it was there was truth in his pressing and, yeah. and even if it hurt he was he was seeing it. Deeper wound he was trying mm-hmm. to heal, yeah. And I'm glad he went in for the for the not the kill. He went in, you know. He didn't hold mince words.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so can okay. we change gears for a second here?
1: One sec, almost. Okay. Because uh, I think I I took us off the path for a second, and I think you could have been on a good road. Um, the uh, Artist Way by Julia Cameron is a great book. Mm-hmm. And one thing she she talks about that she talks about there's output and input, and she yeah. says. The output is your daily pages where you write every day. Mm-hmm. No matter what artist you are, she says, write three pages of anything. And I was doing that yeah, for Jeff a long Tweety time. Jeff
0: Tweedy says that's to, he, that you should do that also.
1: Yeah, and again, it's not just writers. So for me, it was critical. So, but she also talks about the artist date. Yeah, where, where that's your input where you go and do something that's that that inputs. And I was right. doing that, but yeah. I think I, I mm-hmm. think it changed from that. I started going to pubs on my artist date. And I'd have a beer or two. Yeah. And it kind of ruined my artist date. Yeah. It, so I, I, I got to do a sober artist date. Not that I was or drunk. Just do
0: day, do, do day dates. That way, if you're going out during the day, you won't feel... I just don't know feel, where to go.
1: Yeah. I don't well, know what... Well, you could go
0: sit well, think last... the botanical gardens. You could go sit...
1: Yeah, I don't know. You
0: could... I mean... I don't know. Go listen to music. There's a lot of live so that, music during yeah, the day.
1: That might be... Why during the day, though?
0: That way you won't want to have a beer. Oh, okay.
1: Cause I don't drink during the day. Yeah. Cause I
0: think sometimes you think if it's like five or six in the evening, you need to have a beer.
1: Yeah.
0: And you don't really, need I don't know. No. Or you need, maybe you need to practice the discipline of not having a beer. Yeah. In the
1: evening. Uh, nothing I did do a, um, I did a, I first started the artist date in, uh, early
2: 2019.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, when I was pretty worn out and, uh, walked around Southtown for it was in May and then finished the walk in a place called Lit Luna I don't know what it was but anyway but I remember just sitting there having a Budweiser looking out the window like the Tower of the Americas and the color and stuff and the Mm -hmm. shading and that was fun anyway we can shift gears now
0: okay so I want to say that I feel like I came fully out of the closet I feel like I'm a gay person even though I'm not a gay person but yeah I feel like I'm a, <clears throat> like being a, being a Christian and then becoming a non-Christian is like right. being a gay person and then...
1: I, I, I understand.
0: Coming out of the closet. Actually, I,
1: and the same, being a Catholic and then saying you're a Protestant is yeah. like coming out of the closet.
0: Yeah, coming out of the closet. Because you can get like...
1: Which I'm, I'm yeah.
0: Crazy. Anyway. So on Facebook last week, I posted a couple of poems that were pretty yeah. rough. yeah. And um, then I put a plug out for my friend's podcast. Serena? Yeah, which was really awesome, especially the episode, her Sunday sermon episode.
1: Yeah, I'll have to, i try to get to it. But anyway,
0: it was interesting to get messages from people about, you know, wanting to know why I wasn't a Christian, or to say, oh, I'm not a Christian anymore either. Without giving the people's
1: identity, can you tell me about some of the... um, some of the things that happened, some of the reach outs that happened.
0: Well, yeah, I had someone reach out and be like, "Oh, you know, asking me why I'm not a Christian anymore."
1: So they, you never said that in the poems, but they, you strongly implied it. Is that right?
0: Well, I know I said it, I said it blatantly in my post.
1: I must not have read it. Plugging properly. Serena's. Oh, oh, I, podcast. Missed, I missed that. Okay. Did you
0: see that post? I did not. Oh, okay. No, I blatantly said. Right. I wasn't a Christian anymore. Yeah. And then I put yippee, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, I um, that felt good. Like it feels good to live in an authentic space. Because so much of the time it's like, I feel like I'm still kind of like tiptoeing around. Yeah. You know, certain Christians, not all of them, some Christians I'm very comfortable with being who I am, but other people, you just feel like maybe there's going to be some kind of um, pushback. Yeah. Um. And then I got a message from someone too saying that they were I was on their mind or whatever, which is kind of like one of those like oh you know I'm gonna pray for you type thing. I'm curious,
1: was it on your on their mind or on their heart? I don't remember well, because that's a term that <clears throat>
0: um
1: it means two very different things, usually, yeah, on your mind just means you're my man, but on your heart usually means that the Holy Spirit put you on their heart to right. to to pray for you, yeah. so anyway, so would you say you're an agnostic or an atheist, or what
0: I would say an agnostic yeah. agnostic means you don't know you don't know. You don't know. I'm an agnostic. What does it mean? Then. So,
1: no, no, gnosis means you know. Yeah. And, agnostic and I'm reading means you don't
0: Sinead know. O'Connor's book, which, by the way, is, oh my gosh, it's really good. But she lived a very, very tragic life. Yeah. And she's super, super, super spiritual. But I think that she's, I think she used the spiritual realm as a coping mechanism. And I do think that a lot of Christianity or spiritual, spirituality is about coping and like trying to explain the world. Yeah. You know, because I think she, draw, she draws so heavily on that. But as a child, she was severely abused. And it's very common for when you're going through abuse to yeah. like disassociate yourself and like go to like places in your mind. So she would go to these very spiritual places and have like spiritual visions. But I don't believe it was real. I believe it was just her mind coping.
1: So would you say you're spiritual? No. No. What is what what would you say spiritual means?
0: Um I think people that think they're spiritual you're just draw you're drawing on these. Yeah these common stories that have been shared. Yeah. You know, and there's different ones. I mean, I have friends that are spiritual in all kinds of ways. Like I have one friend, she's very spiritual. She thinks that she believes in reincarnation. She believes in energy healing. Um, I have another friend who believes that, you know, you write contracts in another life and that you're, living here that you're fulfilling some kind of contract here, which is very bizarre. And then there's the common Christian stories, which is you're fulfilling part of God's plan. And, you know, we're here for a purpose. And, you know, everything is supposed to make sense in the end, even though it makes zero sense right now. Um, But that's the only way we can... That's the only way we can cope, is by drawing on these things because we need. We're trying to people are trying to find an explanation.
1: Yeah, because we don't do well with you know lack of answers.
0: So, are you a spiritual person?
1: I'd say I am. Yeah, yeah. you are. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know you are. How how is your what does your spirituality look like now? What,
1: what, how, why do you you said you seem confident? Said yeah. Like, what do you think that looks like? For you? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean you're very in, you're very introspective. Yeah. I mean I'm super introspective too, but Right. I'm not I'm not linking anything anymore to anything outside of myself. Yeah. Like I don't link it Like if something weird were to happen in my mind or whatever yeah. or in a dream, I would just say that's my mind. Yeah. And those are the inputs from the world and then I'm taking those inputs and I'm formulating them in some way. Yeah. But I'm not going to link it to a deity, an angel, a spirit, the universe. I'm not going to use any language yeah, like that, right? Yeah. But for you, I feel like you would still be in the space of like wondering: was that God, or was that yeah some kind of divine thing happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is that true? <clears throat> Do you still tr- find yourself
0: <throat> making those links?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, it's um. Mm. Yeah, I still, I still, I still make. I'm trying to think of the last link I made. I think I did. I did. Here's a thought that went through my head. I'm, mm-hmm. Now try not to overreact, as you tend to do when I bring up this subject matter. But when we would tithe, give ten percent
0: mm-hmm.
1: of our income to the church. If I didn't tithe, I would go back to that scripture in Micah with the tithing chapter.
2: Yeah,
1: where it says if you. Now, this, is, this isn't what it says, this, but this is a common interpretation. If you don't tithe, yeah. the devourer is going to take all your money.
0: Right. Right.
1: And I would often <clears throat> find not tithing as a lack of faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I decided to just not do that anymore, yeah. I was really testing to see, okay, w- will I be devoured? So that when Budget Rent-A-Car I tried to send me $460 for the smell of smoke in my car when mm-hmm. I was in Chicago, which was present when I got there, I didn't smoke the joint. The smell was there. I just forgot to call him. My first thought was, "Oh, it's the devourer." It wasn't a serious thought, really? but it, it crossed my mind. You want me to answer your question or what? Um, the first thought was <clears> the, the <throat> it was very slight, and I was like, that, "No, I, I let it go." I called budget, and they cancel it. Okay. But then so- United Healthcare came after us with five hundred dollars. No. So to answer your question, like, I, I think I am spiritual, and what's happening is like I'm as I talk to my friend. Fergus, who's I'd say is spiritual, but definitely we have very different yeah. views. Um As we look at, as, as I try to, I've tried to broaden my like he talks about awakenings he's had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I remember, and I'm and I'm my I think my my view, view it's called I call it a generous orthodoxy where my views are expanding a bit mm-hmm. like that he's it's possible he can have an awakening too like I did. What's interesting is that when I met him in Dublin, I think I was hammering him pretty hard with you Know the gospel and Christian my, my form of Christianity and uh, your
0: superior form of knowledge, yeah, right, that you were carrying right. around at right. the time.
1: And uh, I thought I was doing a favor, but looking back as we've talked, um, he wasn't into that at all. Like, he was he, he, that wouldn't our friendship would not have progressed if we had if I had lived in Dublin because he was very against people coming in saying, I got the truth and I got it imparted to you. So, I think. The friendship with him now over the last years, we've talked, and I've known him since I was four. But we kind of felt yeah. that we just disconnected when I left home. <clears throat> I'm not really answering your question, am I? I'm rambling around in circles. No,
0: you you're answering it. I think. What yeah. I want to
1: say is I, I want to I want to understand spirituality, but there's the theologian in me, and I wouldn't even call him a theologian. But there's someone who was you know steeped deeply in in how to interpret the Bible, and that there was really just one. Meaning that Paul or Jesus or the writers had and, and, and it's about being skilled enough to get that one meeting meaning and impart the meaning to others. So to go from that to this other part who wants to uh, be more expansive in mm-hmm. my thoughts is it can be a scary place to be. Right, 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 now,
0: because there's punishment. If you get it wrong, well, and
1: here's the thing. I don't think there's then... punishment from God. Like I'm not sensing that that's the case. But I'm, I'm. It's more the uh, punishment from others of like, and I think it's more embarrassment too. Like, like we made a public statement. We were, I was going to seminary. We're selling the house. It's a great story. We're selling. We didn't sell the house. We were, had already sold the house years ago. But we made a big trek out and the wagons out to Denver to go to seminary. Right, right. And then it all falls to shit. Yeah it doesn't really yeah, but you
0: don't know like
1: here's the thing <clears throat> when you're doing yeah. something you yeah. don't
0: know the future
1: and here's the thing but i want i want to challenge my own mm-hmm. statement there, because the, here's the part that goes through my head like when jesus talks about when you're like a plowman doesn't look back or i don't know what it was there's like here's the thing it's it, there's so many scriptures that are just interpret a certain way that that when i walked away from ministry I felt like I'd let God down. I'd let Jesus down. I was an embarrassment. I would publicly said, I'm going to do this. And there was some scripture floating in my head about that. And, but looking back, like I, I sat with Callum last week and he said, he talked for an hour and a half about memories he had of Denver Seminary living on campus and yeah. what rich memories they were. And mm-hmm. Liam has said the same. And I would, I would go back and say that they were great years. They well, were really they were great. great. They were, great were fun. That was a really fun adventure.
0: That's that's when I started falling away from Christianity, though. Was yeah, when yeah. We, when we got <clears throat> on that campus. And it's not because it was bad. I had right. a great time. Yeah. But that's when the whole hell thing started bothering me. Right. A lot.
1: And I remember, like, what, before, what, before we went there, <coughs> uh, your Bible, your K. Arthur Bible,
0: mm-hmm.
1: there was all kinds of different colors of highlighters in there. Yeah. Then <coughs> we were going to a very rigid I would say cult like church at the time. So so it was, you know, we're you had to get all on the treadmill. Life. Anyway, so, no, well, not all. but you stopped reading your Bible when we were at seminary. And I remember yeah. talking to my mentor concerned about it. And
0: Did you really?
1: Yeah, yeah. Talk oh to Larry. Oh, my God. We'd be walking around Red Rock. Ugh. Uh, <clears throat> state, well, yeah, because park. it's
0: like all measurement.
1: Well, he was you like, lighten measure... up. He told me to lighten up. He said, you know what? Just lighten up.
0: Yeah. Do you still measure me? Are you still measuring me?
1: No, I don't measure you. I, um, what do I do? Uh, well, there's nothing to measure. Like, you know, I'm not measuring you. It's more like, are you, is your, how does your anti Christian rhetoric affect the kids? That's, that's what concerns me.
0: Would you rather them be anti Christian or be a Christian?
1: I'd rather them go from a neutral zone. I'd rather them have a, have a, background of what they had but then make a decision from from a neutral zone
0: right so you just so neutral not anti not anti or or pro
1: necessarily
0: i'm not anti i'm not anti christian i'm anti anything that tells you this is the thing yeah this is the truth so like if you're saying you can't like, so like if you're just saying, Oh, I love Jesus and he's great and blah 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 and everything, that's cool and that's where I draw my strength and my inspiration in life. But then when you take it from that place and then you move it into, Oh, Jesus is my everything and you're gonna go to hell if you don't believe that But doesn't he say that? And but didn't he
1: say that?
2: I'm just saying he did. like if you're and,
1: no I'm just saying if you're a Christian Jesus says in John, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me, right? Right. So I see, I I pointed that as my conversion experience. Right. Fergus has mm-hmm. a different path <clears throat> where he has an awakening. So is his, is his a deception or well, according is he... Sorry. Uh, no, I think you're we finished. Well, that according
0: thought. to Christianity, his would be a deception. So
1: he's going around deceived that he's not really having right. an awakening, and he's doomed. Yeah, I mean, well, and I don't right. even know if all Christianity would point to that, but so I think as if, if you do claim that 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 the Bible's God's words, it's hard to it's get around Jesus saying. Like a friend of mine once said, that sounds very exclusive. I don't have any time for it. And I was like, well, that's I mean, he's he's the author of it. Oh my he's,
0: God, I know. It's like I just don't. That's the thing. It's the explicit. I
1: I can't even say it. Exclusivity. exclusivity of it. Yeah.
0: Because it discounts everything else. And and Christianity is not the only religion that does that. Islam does the same yeah. thing. I mean a bunch of religions do it. But um yeah, it's just like I just don't want any system to control my mind yeah. and dictate to me how I'm supposed to view the
2: world. Right. How
0: I'm supposed to judge other people. Yeah. You know, I just, if I just want to be like, okay, if you're not hurting someone, harming someone, you're living your life. And if you believe it's little pink fairies that help you do that, then fine. Right. You know, I mean, if you're not hurting anybody.
1: There was something that came to mind and I forgot. All right. Should we shift gears? Sure. What should we talk about, about now? Oh.
0: I don't know. What have we... What have we talked about lately?
1: You know what's funny? Hitting record is the hardest thing to do on this on this thing.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's like... I have no clue what we're going to talk about. But we managed to fill in 48 minutes. Wow. 12 of don't them arguing did. about Tommy T's opening song. I'll admit. But
0: well, that's marriage right there.
1: Marriage! Well, um, that's what
0: happens when you're...
1: Oh, I do want to talk about something. About... Oh, sorry. Just a few more minutes on the... This isn't necessarily about the religious subject, but a friend of mine, Jim, Mm -hmm. from Chicago, who I would have gone to church with, we would have gone to church with him, Uh in the 90s, Mm -hmm. he asked the question uh, on Facebook, where have you done a 180 in the last five years or so? Yeah, And some people jumped on there and um, just said where they did a 180. And there were some people um, who, let me just spit it out there. There were Christian. Did Lord, you see it? Did you watch it
0: over there? Who me? Yeah.
1: Yeah. There were some Christians who jumped on there, and uh-huh. they were asking the person questions what about person? about. No, their I change. haven't seen it. Oh no. So one person did it. They did a one eighty on abortion, right? Okay. They explained why. I mean, maybe Jim should have set up the rules more. I don't know what his rules were, but. Uh, all these Christians jumped in and were like attacking the person's view. Right. But then there was others who were asking them questions. And I yeah. was going to jump on there and say, Jim, I've had a lot of 180s. Yeah. But I
0: don't,
1: I'd rather talk to you about it over a pint. I don't feel safe talking about it here because the thought police are going to come get me. Right. And there was two thought police. There was the aggressive ones who were like, they were at least honest about, Hey, I think that's bullshit that you're 180 on that. It's clear. The Bible's clear on this. But then there was the other ones who were more asking questions. Yeah. But I wasn't trusting their questions were really curiosity to see if they were wrong. Their questions were hooks to get me to interplay with them so they could give me their truth. Right. Because you're
0: trained to do that as a Christian. Exactly. You're trained.
1: Let me sound like I'm curious about how you got there. Right. But I'm really not. Well,
0: it's like a salesperson. Right. When you go into sales or things like that or advertising, yeah, you're trained yeah. to talk to people in a certain way and yeah. say things a certain way, ask questions in a certain way. Actually, I read a book in apologetics class. Yeah. it was uh, It was all about how to ask questions because you're trying to ask questions so you can poke holes in the person's argument. Yeah. And so, and I don't know if these people were doing it in that vein or not, yeah. but it is a manipulation. Yeah. You're trying, you don't really want to know. Yeah. You just want to get them to see the error yeah. of their ways.
1: I think Jim actually wanted to know. I think from <laughs> mm-hmm. what I know of him, um, I, I th- you know what Jim talking about?
0: No, I think, well, I think he mentioned his name this arts, past he week. He was the
1: arts director. Right, I know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Don't Say the Last Name today, am I
0: I know, but you're so weird because you say don't say names and then you're like busting out with names all over the place. I didn't give anyone's
1: last name today. Well, but you're I giving
0: even... first names.
1: No. That's all right. Anyway, G- I think Jim was sincerely wondering. I've always like I always sensed about him a mm. guy who operated on the fringe. Did you?
0: I have no idea. I never once had any type of theological discussion with well,
1: him. Well, I think it was just ever. because he was an artist, he was always on the fringe. And I think that's... Well,
0: that doesn't make you on the fringe if you're an artist. Eh,
1: well, I think the artists at that church were always on the fringe. They were always pushing no, the envelope. Not. I think they were.
0: No, they're not. You look they at were the... all anti-gay, no, anti-abortion, not... anti-everything.
1: No, my point is that they were Nobody always, was They were proger- pushed the envelope on... The arts team pushed the envelope especially the actors they were always pushing the envelope of what you could say on stage in, a, and like tongue like
0: swear words and stuff no
1: there was just this they or would what? no they would be i don't know how to describe it there was just always <clears> an edge <throat> to the art to the actors yeah you know what i mean if anyone was to smoke a cigarette it was going to be someone in the acting group right for example right yeah because also they were out they were usually out in acting guilds in mm-hmm. the city interacting yeah. more with the world if you will yeah. So they tended to come in with a bit more of an edge. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can't convince you on that, but anyway. So no, anyway, well, I okay, see what like, you're
0: saying. I see what you're saying. I was thinking that you were meaning talking about on the edge of like having like alternative I theology. I see what you're saying. Yeah.
1: No, not I, no, yeah, not yeah. like right. what
0: you can do on stage at a church.
1: There was only one open Democrat at the church that I knew of, and he was a bass player. No, oh, he's yeah? a guitar player. Yeah. Was, no, sorry, it was two. It was Mike and Steve. Yeah, that I know of isn't that odd? And I, don't, I don't even call them well open because a cause... lot of
0: a lot of Christians are Republicans. Yeah, but then when we got to Denver Seminary,
1: yeah, we saw a bit of a blend. In me. Then did you be?
0: see, or I did. I don't know what your experience. was. No, I was. saw a blend too. But then I started seeing tons of Democrats who were Christians yeah. and. Like, there's a mindset among some Christians. It's like, how can you be a Christian and be a Republican? Or how can you be a Christian and be a Democrat? But um, I prefer the Democrat Christian theology because it's more pro-life than the Republican. Because it's pro-life not just for abortion. It's pro-life for everybody getting life. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I finished that thought on the, um, on, on the thing. Majiggy. <sighs> well.
0: But yeah, I liked my poem that I wrote about that whole thing about the thought. Yeah. All, like all these systems try to make you, they're like, we are their puppets. You're either a puppet of Christianity, a puppet of a political party, a puppet of somebody. Like people just need to think their own thoughts and yeah. have their own ideas and their own opinions and stop you know buying in to all of these things that we're told to think and told to believe.
1: But do you think you can any human can really have their own thoughts in the in the milieu we swim in every day with all well, the messages coming at us. Yeah, are you really going to have your own thought? Like you, consider well, you how just, you're raised and where you're at and who you're around. Well, you at around. least
0: need to try to have sure. your own thoughts. Yeah. Like I was talking to one of the kids friends this week and they were this kid was telling me things that they were being told by the adults in their life. Yeah. And I told this kid, I said, you need to question everything. Right. I never would have said that to someone years ago. Right. Question every single thing. Think about it logically. Does what this adult just told... Oh, because oh, here's a thing I wanted to talk about on the podcast. These parenting tropes that have been around forever. What's a trope? A trope is like an idea... Yeah. something that's ingrained into society or like a like something maybe that we need to discard right. like she was told that all adults are right adults are right all the time yeah and I said that's not true, not true. I told her yeah. and I was told that too I mean,
1: like could, maybe adults t-
0: never have to apologize yeah, yeah,
1: yeah maybe until the kid's four and then you tell them hey we're not
0: well, right, but no, I, I think. No, you're parents... right.
1: You, shouldn't, you should just say, hey, you need to. What do you,
0: you think told... about that? What do you think about that? Are, no, I don't are think it's adults right. always right of course just not. because of course. they're an adult? No, of
1: course not. I think there's an argument to say, hey, I'm, I'm the parent, I'm the adult, you need to do what I say until you, you grow to a point where I've trained you in logic and respect exactly. and civility, and then you just make your decisions.
0: Right. And can adult make a mistake?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay for your, to tell your kid to do something, and they do it. And then afterwards, you say, you know what? Um, thanks for doing that. Thanks for being obedient. Yeah. I don't think it was the best decision.
0: Yeah. Is it okay for a kid to question their parents?
1: Um. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. I guess what's the, what's the context like?
0: Well, it could be any context. Like, I mean, there's some things. Yeah. You can question yeah, yeah, your I parent. It, yeah. I don't think it's disrespectful to question a parent.
1: No.
2: But
0: then the parent can say because sometimes the explanation's too difficult. Yeah. And sometimes explanations are easy yeah. to give. Yeah. And then sometimes your kid's not going to understand your explanation. Right. But it still doesn't mean you don't, can't try to give it. Yeah. And then sometimes you, you can't give an explanation because maybe they're not of age yet. Yeah. Or it's not something they need to know yet. So you just have to say, you have to trust me on this. Yeah. But, but you know what I
1: hate seeing I some... don't
0: think you should just tell a kid, you absolutely can't question me.
1: You think it's wrong, though? Like, I've seen parents argue with the... It's time to leave the restaurant, and they're arguing with a kid, right? Yeah. For minutes. Yeah. Just pick up the kid and put him in the car. Is, is that wrong?
0: No, if you're picking them up in a nice way.
1: I'm just saying, like, is, is it abuse of power if I have a How two, old is the kid? Two, three, four. Well,
0: yeah, you're going to pick up a toddler. You're
1: saying we're leaving now. I'm not leaving. Yes, we are. And I'm going to pick you up and carry you to the car.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, right. You can just say, "Yeah." Well, because it's a, It's
1: not an abusive. now it's different. If like, if if I was to grab Liam by the arm at 18 and say, "We're leaving," and I tug him to the car, it's a very different. I'm not going to do that. Right. But like, if a ta- kid's throwing a tantrum in a store, but you know what I used to do? Um, that worked. It probably wasn't very nice, but it worked. The kid throws a tantrum, right?
0: Uh huh.
1: You pick him up and say, "We're leaving." or you leave them there and you get embarrassed or what I did once was I said security and then that's that got them off the floor.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I did
1: that once with one of the kids. Mm-hmm. I pointed to a security guy. <laughs> it's, it's okay to leverage some authority there. Yeah. What's well, it's wrong a little bit
0: manipulative.
1: Right, isn't isn't a lot of parent- parents Parents do a
0: little We do a lot I of manipulation. manipulation, yeah. Is it right to manipulate your kids? Um and to I don't I mean, scare them?
1: I I don't know if it was. I was just leveraging what was there. I don't think the security guard is going to legitimately going to go out. It, that is a bit manipulative. But if I threw, if I just started yelling in a store like that as an adult, that the security guard would would take yeah. me out, right? Another okay, out. okay.
0: So now this is a touchy subject. What about spanking?
1: Uh, you know what? This is a really okay. huge thing I, in Christianity
0: uh, that gets taught.
1: I'm t- I'm a little.
0: Are you tired, baby?
1: I am a tired, hungry, and I do want to set up for my show. We're coming up to an hour, and I feel okay. like that's a big subject for next that time.
0: That is a huge subject.
1: Here's what I'm thinking, though. What? Would anyone care about to hear about spanking?
0: It depends on who you are.
1: I'm just saying, if you want to hear the spanking episode, it won't be. We'll just spend a few minutes on it. Please uh, self-addressed envelope to Brian. There's health.
0: either spanking... Your kids are spanking your spouse.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe we should be specific. We'll make it a two-part episode.
0: Oh, just teasing. That's a joke.
1: What that be, That seems odd, though. Do you think... Um, What's odd? Spanking a, a, a spouse. Is that like something that people are women are into, being spanked?
0: I'm sure there are women that are into that and men as well. I'm not sure. I know. Right. That That's a thing.
1: There's something... Okay. It's not my up. thing. No. Well, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine pain. It's not okay. my thing. I've just gone off the rails. That I, was a joke. Oh, I know what I want to talk about, but maybe I want to talk about, we could talk about Spanky Kids. I also want to talk about um, something that I've enjoyed, which is there's things that were I judged in uh-huh. entirety, so I wouldn't watch them or engage with them. Oh, yeah. And I've kind of stepped into those places, whether it's a show or whatever, and yeah. I dealt with the boogeyman. Oh, yeah. Who was the reason I wasn't watching the show. I'm talking in code here. Right. And there's a show I've been watching that I never would have touched. Yeah. And now I've watched I love the show. I'm able to just get past all the other junk that goes. It's not, yeah. junk. It's not even junk. It's part of the book series. And I mean, being... so I've been wa- reading the book, watching the show, mm-hmm. and it's been very, it's lovely, really, is the word I would use.
0: Good, good. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yes. I've had some similar experiences. There's disturbing too,
1: parts of it, though,
0: that we can talk about, too. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, everybody, have a wonderful week.
1: Yes, have a good show. Have a good week, I mean. Thanks for listening. And if you're around tonight at 7 o'clock Central, Saturday, 24th of July, um, I'll be on Facebook Live playing a show.
0: Okay. Bye bye.